You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Go 24-7 podcast. Returning to you guys after the bye week for LSU as they had an open date and are now back and ready to go for their final non-conference game against Utah State. An early kickoff, 11 a.m. Central on the SEC Network inside Tiger Stadium on Saturday. I'm Billy Embody. With me now, Shea Dixon, who is well-rested and ready to rock uh, for the next four-game stretch before LSU has its next open date before the Alabama game. I'm ready to get back to it. Uh, Ed Orgeron called us out today, Billy. Well, not us only, the whole media, because – 11 a.m. kickoff for Utah State. The media had been on a bye week that they don't normally get, uh, obviously, with two byes this season. So uh, there weren't a ton of questions for him. Uh, and he basically left and said, y'all all need to wake up. It's game week. So uh, that's that's why we're cutting cutting podcasts all week and, and bringing content to the site all week. Orgeron is uh, demanding it. Yeah, it's a new month as well. And, and LSU – uh, is now ready for its next four-game stretch. I'm a little well-rested after that bye week, not having to have an LSU game on the, over the weekend. Um, my alma mater, SMU, did break into the top 25 for the first time since 1986, Shay. But LSU was kind of dealt a little um, disrespect, would we call it, from, from some of the pollsters. Dropping in the coaches' poll to, I believe, number six, and then in the AP poll to number five, I know Ohio State dominated that game against Nebraska over the weekend, but what did you make of, of some of the drops? I, I didn't feel like – I figured they would drop, but I didn't think maybe two spots in the coaches' poll was warranted. Yeah, you know, I figured that they would drop. You know, I don't put, put as much stock in the coaches as I do the AP poll. Uh, and even then, um, you know, the big poll is the one that matters will be the college football playoff polls, which haven't even started yet. Um, but I'll say this, and I had kind of comment on the board. I think my top three teams, which look different than the APs uh, or the coaches, would be Bama, LSU, and Ohio State. I mean, I think Ohio State has some players on D. Fields is clearly settled in. Uh, they can put up points. And I kind of look at a top group for me, really, of Bama, Ohio State, LSU, as I mentioned. I'll throw Oklahoma in there. I don't think they have the best defense at all, obviously. But I do think that their offense is dynamic, and all those teams score. Uh, and then I'd throw Georgia into the top five, uh, kind of six range as well. Uh, I think they're that balanced team that plays well in all phases. They've been there. They've done it uh, with this group of guys. So now after seeing, Billy, what Auburn did, and, and look, some of these teams are on LSU schedule, obviously, Auburn and Alabama, but um, I know they've got Bo Nix at quarterback. He's still young, but he's playing within what they want to do. Kevin Seals' defense looks awesome. Uh, I think that's the group right there, uh, and all of them remain undefeated, where I would say all these teams have a legit shot at winning a national title, and I think they're talented enough to go up against all the other teams uh, and be in a game. I'm not sure if I would say the same for Wisconsin or Notre Dame or or even Florida um, at this point. So uh, we'll see. Some teams lying in the weeds. Obviously a lot to go, but uh, I'm not shocked that they slid back, but I think as soon as they dive into the month of October, they're going to keep moving up. Yeah, for me, my my top you know seven, I'm with you. I think it's kind of that same group. I would start with 
with Alabama, I think they've been very, very impressive. I know Ole Miss hung 31 on them, but, you know, it, it's just – they are just so uh, – they're just – they're Alabama, and, and they've been playing like it, in my opinion. Uh, on the flip side of that, I've got LSU as the number two team in the country. I think they've got the most impressive win on the on the slate, what Joe Burrow is doing at quarterback. And, and while the defense isn't really healthy right now, I still think just with what they're doing – um, a Joe Burrow, Justin Fields battle. If, if you're asking me right now between these two teams in a shootout, I'm taking LSU. And, and for me, when it gets to that point, I'm going to usually side with the better quarterback. So Bama, LSU, Ohio State, I think would be my third team in the country. Oklahoma would be number four. That's kind of the group I think could very well end up being the college football playoff, especially with the way Clemson looked on, uh, on Saturday against North Carolina, just squeaking that one out. And then I would actually go Auburn, Clemson, Georgia to round things out in terms of what you've done on the on your resume. Auburn has been fantastic, obviously beating Oregon, another top ten team, beating Texas A and M, beating Mississippi State the way they did. Um, they're just playing at at a, a legit level. I give Georgia a lot of credit for beating Notre Dame as well, but I just there's something about the dogs right now that that I I think they still have to correct um, if they're going to be. That, that college football playoff team, and then uh, Clemson has some work to do as well. But, yeah, we'll, we'll see. All this is going to get worked out because LSU is going to play Auburn in, in uh, this upcoming month, and, and, and then, of course, Alabama in early November, and then most likely Georgia uh, if they were to make it to the SEC title game. So I, a lot of this will work itself out, but it's crazy how early the national, uh, the college football playoff picture can be so early in the season. Yeah, and did I even mention Clemson? I guess my point on Clemson, I would have had them with you on the back end of that. Uh, if they hadn't started the season at one, uh, I don't think that they would be a team that many people consider a top even five team. I mean, I think that there's, you can argue five, six, seven teams out there that are playing better football right now that, than Clemson is. Um, obviously, they've had some close calls, North Carolina most recently. But uh, yeah, as you said, it'll all flesh itself out, certainly within the SEC, because uh, I think that people would argue, argue uh, Billy, Auburn, Georgia, LSU, Bama, uh, all certainly belong in that top seven kind of conversation. And all of them play each other, at least uh, three of them being in the SEC West. And we've got some Georgia games in there. So uh, I'm interested to watch it play out. Yeah, me too. And Auburn will, of course, play Georgia in the regular season as well. So those two could could decide kind of who uh, goes to the SEC title or, or college football playoff, uh, depending on how that one works out. Now, one team that you mentioned uh, outside of your group, but would have an opportunity to make a big push if they were to come into Tiger Stadium and win. I don't think they will. But Florida and LSU will play a night game in Tiger Stadium. This one took me by surprise. It took everybody that I talked with by surprise that CBS did not pick it as a 2.30 game. They went with Alabama A&M. It'll be ESPN, 7 o'clock, LSU, Florida, October 12th. Shay, uh, what do you make of uh, another night game in Tiger Stadium in this one? Yeah, I mean, LSU fans have to be happy. Obviously, the shock was is that they went with Alabama A&M uh, in that CBS daytime slot and didn't grab this game, which if LSU and Florida handle business now, that's a taller task for Florida. Uh, they play Auburn. But um, if they handle their business, it's going to be a matchup of top 10 teams. And uh, I know that LSU fans have um, kind of uh, bad blood with Florida. Florida fans have bad blood with LSU. There's been a ton of recent back and forth uh, between the programs dating back to what LSU playing twice in a row here. 
uh, and then twice in a row there. And uh, now we're back onto the normal routine of, uh, of the schedule back in Tiger Stadium. I think they're LSU's three and one here against Florida uh, since 2010. They own the edge in the, the series overall in that stretch, too. So uh, I think it'll be interesting with, you know, no Felipe Franks with Kyle Trask at quarterback. They've been playing Emory Jones a little bit. Um, we'll see more about I think we'll know a lot more about uh, Florida this weekend after they play Auburn, who has a really great defense. If they're moving the ball all over them, uh, that'll say something. But, uh, yeah, I, I think that LSU fans are excited because, well, what do you know, Billy? You go 11 a.m., 11 a.m., you're expecting 2.30, and nope, you've got all day, and you can kick off at night in Tiger Stadium. I think that all fans are going to be excited about it. Well, yeah, and, and then we don't know what will happen with the Mississippi State game uh, later this month, but uh, LSU-Auburn, if if Auburn beats Florida and LSU is still undefeated, that one's looking like an easy 2:30 call for CBS. And then LSU Alabama probably be the 2 2:30 game. So um, LSU fans are, are certainly going to get their their time in Saturday night in, De- in Death Valley at least uh, for the Florida game. And for me, Florida, uh, we joke about it all the time, kind of uh, among some of the the B reporters, but. Florida is is the team that they were an injury away from being a better team. And and what we mean by that is when Felipe Franks went down, a lot of people circled Florida as, as kind of uh, a team that could get better by having an injury. And for me, uh, they are a better team without Felipe Franks being the starting quarterback. But we'll have to see what happens this weekend against Auburn. I don't think they're a top 10 team. I think LSU should take care of business at home. But this LSU-Florida game is always a, a difficult one. Uh, and, and they've got to get by Utah State, who is talented. And LSU's banged up defensively. Ed Ogeron discussed some of the guys that are that are nicked up here. Uh, didn't sound positive in terms of Caleb Von Chasson, Michael Divinity, Richard Lawrence. Definitely not on Glenn Logan. But, uh, Shea, this, this defense is going to have to uh, continue to, to, to find ways to get stops because they're banged up. Yeah, they're banged up, and um, look, they're a top forty defense uh, nationally. They're about middle of the pack in the in the SEC. That would say that you know your average, uh, right? At least compared to the other SEC teams, they want to be on the uh, the upper kind of portion of that as as one of the one to four by best teams uh, in the conference. So look for them in this month to try to start trending that way. Obviously, the competition gets a little stiffer, but uh, I think that they're eventually going to get some of these guys back, um, as you said. Uh, with Orgeron's update, it didn't sound like – it sounds for sure like Caleb on Chase on, your best outside linebacker, Richard Lawrence, your best defensive lineman. Uh, both those guys are banged up, and or as he said, they've been a little gimpy. Um, I would guess that they're not playing them versus Utah State and save them for uh, the Florida game. And uh, he said the same with Divinity. We'll see if Divinity gets out. And obviously no on Glenn Logan, who's probably going to be out you know, beyond the Florida game. Um, so defensively – I don't think we're going to answer any personnel questions this weekend against Utah State, and, and maybe that happens against uh, Florida, uh, getting a couple of guys back. But uh, they're going to need to continue to find a way. And, and really this weekend, here's my keys, and we're going to do a number of podcasts this week. Obviously, the one on Friday will break down the game. But my thought, Billy, would be that they haven't had a great time rushing the passer with three guys or even four. Um, at least consistently, and they're going to need to do that this weekend because Utah State's going to air the ball out. And they've made some mistakes on the back end that don't happen throughout the game, but they do have some tackling issues that have happened throughout the game, and they've given up some big plays where missed assignment or you know guys just weren't on the same page or whatever it might be, and you could say there's been two, three, four of those so far. Um, that's something maybe they can clean up. Like maybe this weekend they look a little bit better at tackling 
they know what they've got to do there. Back to fundamentals through the bye week. Uh, and then I think these defensive backs feel the the pressure. You know, Grant Delpit's not having the year that Grant Delpit would normally have. Uh, obviously, Stingley's been great. Uh, I think Fulton's been consistent. He obviously had a couple of plays where people uh, were down on him, but that's nothing that he's going to carry over game to game. Um, but they're going to still play Cordell Flott and some of these younger guys. We know that with no Todd Harris, uh, that they're going to have Jacoby Stevens back there a good bit. They mentioned moving Vincent around. So we'll see what happens kind of this week. I think it's a good chance for them to test out. Maybe your pass rush isn't there where you want it to be, but at least your guys in coverage, uh, these defensive backs uh, can turn in a big showing and then across the board, just get a little bit better at tackling. I think that makes them feel better. If they did that this weekend, then you'd feel better, right, about going against Florida and State and Auburn, you know, in those next three weeks. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a big test this weekend. We'll talk about Jordan Love a, a little bit after the break. But, um, yeah, I think LSU, just, they're just trying to find a way to get healthy at the right times when they need these guys the most. And, and so it's no surprise that I think a, a few of these guys are, are going to be um, – it held out, and and one player that they are going to get back this this weekend is is Ed Ogeron, or not Ed Ogeron, uh, Ed Ingram, who Ed Ogeron said is you know look look fairly decent. He didn't really necessarily uh, he he wasn't as positive as he was last Thursday when he basically said Ed Ingram's going to start at left guard, but he said uh, in his first uh, padded practices of of the uh, of the year he looked good. So that's a positive for LSU to take in. Uh, more an added body on the offensive line, and and we'll kind of see how things uh, shake out at that left guard spot as Ed Ingram enters the competition with Adrian McGee. But with that, guys, we're going to take a quick break on the Go Twenty Four Seven podcast. We'll be right back after this. Talk a little bit about Utah State's quarterback, who could be a first round draft pick. The tempo of these two offenses that are about to play in Tiger Stadium, as well as uh, some more. Uh, on uh, the game and one big basketball recruiting tidbit. So stay with us after this quick break. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome back to the Go 24-7 podcast. Thanks for being with us. Please leave us a rating and a review wherever you listen to your podcast and subscribe to the Go 24-7 podcast. 
and uh, tell us uh, what you think about the podcast. Back with Shay Dixon here on the podcast. I'm Billy Embody. One thing we're going to be treated to is a, is a battle of two quarterbacks that are now looking like first round draft picks. Joe Burrow's stock has risen over the, the past, uh, you know, this regular season, like none other in the country. And Jordan Love, a well known uh, potential first round draft pick, Ed Ogeron called him that on Monday when he previewed the game. Shay, I know you're really high on this guy that, that Utah State's rolling out. They have a new coaching staff, but we're going to see a lot of offense in this one, I have a feeling. And no doubt. Uh, look, Jordan Love, we knew coming into the season would be one of the better quarterbacks they faced. I mean, right now, even with Utah State losing a lot of receivers from a year ago, losing their OC, he still has played well. He's a junior who, uh, what, right now ranks top 15 uh, in the country, throws it for about uh, 300 yards a game. Uh, and you look at what a year ago, he was one of the better quarterbacks in the country uh, in terms of what they were able to do offensively. Uh, and as you said, one of the top NFL draft prospects, he's not getting, look, maybe Burrow bumped him out of the conversation, but uh, we hear so much um, Tua and Justin Herbert from Oregon uh, and Fromm and Hertz and Burrow uh, talk right now that there hadn't been a, a lot of Jordan Love stuff out there, but uh, he had a great sophomore year a year ago, was in the top 15 for passing uh, when things ended. He's trending that way again. Uh, and boy, they're going to go. If you're loving, if you're a fan who's loving LSU's tempo offense, then buckle up because Utah State does the exact same thing. And uh, Orgeron said at the presser uh, on Monday, he said, look, going back to every, as long as I've been head coach here, this would be the fastest team we've played in terms of how fast they want to go uh, since Missouri in 2016. Uh, that Drew Locke team obviously was uh, a tempo, no huddle team as well. So it's going to be one that will keep the defense sort of rotating in and out all game, trying to at least, but uh, they're going to need to turn in a strong showing, fundamentally sound, make tackles, because this is a team, Billy, that's looking for, they talk about explosive plays. This is a team that's looking for explosive plays every time they snap it. They are going, going, going until they can get in the end zone. Yeah, and I remember when, when Ed Ogeron said that about Missouri back a few years ago, it was a big deal. And, and he was talking about running the two, two defense or the two offenses out there in practice to simulate that type of speed that they're going with. They're going to have, I think he even mentioned last week, we're going to have to be really creative with how they do it or how we do it because they go so fast. So I think that's going to be exciting. This is going to be a, a game where. Look, the way LSU's defense is played, they could certainly give up some points. And, and to an offense that has a really good quarterback, you'd hope that they will show a little bit of process, uh, progress after the bye week and clean things some things up, like, like Shea said uh, before the break. But um, for me, this is one where Joe Burrow is going to have, have to be at his best after, after the layoff last weekend, and the wide receivers are going to have to bring it. This will be the first game without Terrace Marshall uh, for the entire time. So... LSU is going to have to find a way here. This is a going to be a tough Utah State team. They're not going to be an easy out, but the tempo is going to make this one entertaining. It's going to have probably like a Big 12 type feel to it. Maybe a little bit like the LSU Texas game where you kind of felt like whoever had the ball at the end of the game was going to win. And and so um, I think LSU will be able to take care of business, and they're they're heavily heavily favored in this one. But I do feel like we'll see a ton of points. Yeah, I'm curious. What, I know the line was 26, which is a lot, obviously. So they have some faith in LSU out in Vegas. But uh, I am curious what the over-under on this one looks like because I can see both teams going. Look, 
Vanderbilt, what well, I guess Vanderbilt's offense scored 20 something points. Utah State's offense is much better than certainly their quarterback is. He'll throw it around the yards. So I would think that there'll be some points in this game. I just don't know how good look Colorado State was putting up all kinds of points on Utah State. So have other teams. So uh, as much as we talk about the defense and what they're going to need to do, Billy, I think that LSU offensively in this game is probably going to keep doing what they've done the first four games. Yeah, I'm with you. It, 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 it's no, it's not a stretch to say that, right? That 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 LSU is going to be able to score points and and do it at will. They've just done it all year, and and that makes sense to me. And and uh, I'm sure a lot of people will feel will feel the same about that. Uh, for me, again, we'll we'll talk about it later on in this week. But but LSU will just have to keep doing and what they've been doing all, all season offensively and and um, see where the, the chips fall on, on this one. But I, I feel good about LSU's ability to, uh, to, to win this one and, and move on to Florida. I'm a little surprised at, at how heavily favored they are um, in the game. But look, Shay, we're going to wrap up this podcast. But before we do, I'm going to go a little basketball on you guys. We mentioned it when we dropped our Tiger Raps last week during the bye week on the 2021 recruiting cycle for both football and basketball. And we mentioned a big name, top 50 overall prospect, Frank Anselm. He's a big man, 6'10", 200 pounds, class 2021, out of prolific prep in California. LSU's been on him heavily since the summer. We mentioned uh, to expect him to take an official visit very soon. He's doing just that. He's coming in for the LSU Florida game. Bill Armstrong's done a great job recruiting him. Will Wade was out to see him last week. This is a a big, big target for LSU. Keep an eye on this one. I've got my crystal ball pick in for the Tigers uh, to land this 6'10 big man, and and he'd be a great centerpiece to start the 2021 class with if they can get him uh, on board. He's already vi- officially visited Nebraska, but I feel like this is one where LSU's in a really good spot. So keep an eye on it. Frank Anselm, he's going to officially visit for the LSU-Florida game. Wanted to drop that recruiting tidbit uh, in there for you guys. And also... If you missed them, go back and check out the two Tiger Raps we, we dropped last week, one on the 2020 class, one on the 2021 class, and, and how things will play out with the football roster by that point. ton of good stuff in there. We had a lot uh, to get to during the bye week as far as recruiting nuggets, so make sure you guys go back and check those out on go247.com. Shay, what do you think? We, uh, we wrap this one up and, and just keep rolling on this week? Yep, just keep grinding on. Like you said, we'll be on the site. We'll have plenty of stuff leading up to Utah State. Uh, they'll have no official visitors for football, but we'll uh, we'll update you guys on uh, the unofficial visitors that come in, probably a lot of guys from around the state, uh, considering it's tough for out-of-state guys to get there for 11 a.m. That doesn't do them any favors. But uh, we will say this, when that Florida game comes around, official visits will start that weekend. It's a night game, so kids have all day to get in. Uh, that will no doubt be, um, you know, the start to what should be a, a few games, but uh, one of the bigger kind of recruiting weekends of the year. Yeah, that and Auburn, we have uh, circled uh, definitely on on Go 24-7. So make sure you guys uh, have a subscription so you guys can get all the VIP content. We're going to be pushing out uh, tons of content to kind of get to as LSU returns to action this weekend, 11 a.m. in Tiger Stadium. Make yourself a little mimosa, a little Bloody Mary, and join us on the site as we'll bring you guys the full coverage of that one. Uh, Shay, uh, anything else to add there, brother? Man, I'm good to go. I'm good to go. Another good podcast in the books. And look, we're focused on 
trying to, you know, more podcasts each week, uh, get you guys as much as we can in terms of, uh, uh, of having us, you know, wherever you go on your phone or your tablet or uh, chilling on the computer, whatever it might be. Um, we're looking to do more of it. So podcasts have been fun to start the year. And uh, look, we're like the football team right now. We're only heating up. Yeah, it's SEC, uh, you know, conference play. So we'll, uh, we'll be uh, turning up our game as well uh, as LSU uh, closes out non-conference play this weekend and gets into uh, more of the teeth of that SEC schedule next week. For Shay Dixon, I'm Billy Unbody. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Go 24-7 podcast. Hope everyone has a great rest of the week.